Hi, besties. It's your host, Amanda. And Sarah. And you're listening to Bestie in a Book. Hi, Bestie. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. My goodness, it feels like it's been so long since we've talked and not having our normal like Sunday session. It just felt so weird. <laughs> I know. And I mean, it's really only been what a week and a day since we've talked. But <laughs> it does seem longer. It does. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm so glad we finally get to catch up. <laughs> yes. Let's not make this a habit of like... No. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's not every week that we're traveling and etc. But yes, I am just so excited to hear about your week. I know so much has happened there. Um, and yeah, do you? how was everything with Kitty? Was that a great time? It, it was. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Also, hello, BB Tribe. Yes, hi, BB <laughs> <Welcome>. Tribe. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for listening. Yes, and we're coming later than we normally do, and it is totally my fault. So, no, I, we both had stuff going on. It was a crazy week. But we promised everyone in the BB Tribe an episode every Monday. So, you are getting this Monday, um, this episode just later than we normally do. <laughs> but it's still technically Monday. Um, yeah, okay. Well, my week was, was good. It actually, okay. So, it was my first week back. Well, okay. So yeah, last Monday was my first week back. I'm remembering like this is a new week already. But so last week was my first week back um, since having COVID. So at work. Um, So it went well. I was definitely very, very tired and was getting like just tired really easily. Um, And like the first day or two went went pretty like okay. Um, But then I caught the stomach bug. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That stomach bug has been going around work like crazy so many absences so many kids absent so many staff absence like it's it's crazy and it was not fun it was almost it was like just as bad as COVID honestly and it didn't last as long obviously but I mean I was like I was in tears oh <laughs> I my was gosh. crying Keith came home and found me I'd come home from work and I took my temp I had a temperature I was sick up to my stomach we won't go into the details but I was sick to my stomach um and he found me and I was just all cuddled up and he's like what's wrong and I was just like like just crying and like heaving I'm like I don't feel good <laughs> and I was like I need water <laughs> and so he went and he I mean, he took such great care of me but um yeah it was just like a really like one of those really bad fevers where you're just got the horrible chills and you're cold so you cover up but then you're also really hot and it's just you can't get any rest because you're just not comfortable and it was just it was not fun it was not fun at all oh my gosh and what day was this oh gosh when did this this was like i think thursday and friday i made it monday tuesday wednesday and thursday started kind of feeling iffy and i'm like i think it's just because it's towards the end of the week my body's just still kind of trying to recover from covid Mm -mm, thursday night I was out. It was horrible. It was just awful. I am so, so <laughs> sorry. Oh my gosh. Well, like, oh, I can't catch a break. Like what is going on here? I was gonna say, like, I feel like it was just like one terrible, awful thing. And then oh. all of a sudden you had to deal with this too. It's too much for one person. It's, it's too much. So I'm like, I do not want to get sick anymore. Like I am done. I've met my quota for the entire year. 
no more. Like, <laughs> it just can't happen anymore. But like I said, Keith took really good care of me. And uh, luckily, like, he was okay. Like, he didn't get any, like, symptoms. And then today he was at work and he's like, I'm coming home. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't feel good. And he definitely has it. Like, he's oh, he's got no. a fever. His tummy is upset. And he's he's got it today. So, <sighs> poor oh, Keith. Well, I'm really glad that you both have each other to take care of one another. And I don't know. I think that stomach bug, it might have been the same. I don't know if it's, there's probably so many different strands, but I think that's kind of what I had when I was coming back from Pennsylvania mm-hmm. after Christmas. Because I just, oh my gosh, that's like, that is the worst feeling it ever. It is. Like, I, the other, like, you know, being sick, sore throat and stuff like that. And, like, stuffy nose. Like, you know, yeah, that stinks too. But it's like, okay, I can deal with that. I I hate the tummy issues. Like that is the worst. I can't stand it. I'm miserable when I have that. Like no, like anything but that. I'd rather have like strep throat. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Don't, don't say anything else. Don't put anything else out there. <laughs> we just need Sarah to be totally still in that little bubble that we're trying to build up around her, so she can be healthy and and just feeling good. Oh my god. Yes. Oh man. Um. But yeah. So just yeah. Keep send some positive thoughts for Keith. For Keith, he's sleeping right now, and oh man. But hopefully he'll feel. Oh hopefully it won't last too long. Like mine really just lasted those two days, and then by the weekend I was starting to feel better. So hopefully it won't be too long. Um, I'm all the positive vibes. We hope you feel better, too. Keith. Oh gosh. Um. Yeah. So, but before that though, we got to enjoy like the weekend. Like, so Kitty came into town, Kitty and Scott. Um. And so me, Kitty, and Keith, we actually spent uh the weekend or Saturday downtown, and we were thrifting, and we went to Eighth Street Coffee Shop, which I love. Actually, they have a new location, and so we got to go there. That was awesome. Um. And she bought me a very early birthday present because my birthday is not till April, but you know we don't know if we'll see her you know, women will see her since she's in San Antonio. Um, and it's this wallet. We were at the bookstore and it's a lounge fly. And I love lounge fly. If you guys know what lounge fly is, they make like the cutest, like little like backpacks, like Disney and Harry Potter and all just like kind of like movies and TV show, but they're little backpack purses. Well, I got a wallet and it's Pride and Prejudice. Aww. It's so <laughs> cute. I love it. It matches my purse actually, like the color, the like the brown leather color perfectly um and it's just yeah it looks like the little cover of the book and it's just like in gold and oh it's just it's so cute i'll have to send you a picture but yes she got that for me and it was so cute so so that was fun and we just had like some family dinners and stuff like that and then uh football football was big this weekend we watched a lot of football jimmy g lost i know i saw it but (laughs) on the flip side you're husband's doppelganger yes <laughs> doppelganger yes exactly joe burrow and the Bengals. they won we're excited we're definitely rooting for the Bengals to win the super bowl um it's just so crazy how much they look like and then other people started randomly commenting stuff like people that he knows from work that like i haven't like mentioned it to like all in his face but think uh, facebook saying stuff like how he looks like Joe Burrow and everything. So it's not just me. It's, it's not, not just me. It's Other people are noticing this as well. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is so uncanny. And I know we promised everybody who's listening that we would 
do some sort of like a side by side comparison oh, if Keith yes. gave us the green light. So I think we need to make that happen. <laughs> I think we need to make it happen. It's already happened on Facebook. We're just gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're just gonna put it up there. Um, <laughs> maybe like, oh, I liked how last time when you're like in this episode we talked about you made a little graphic. We'll have that picture up there <laughs> That's too. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Oh man. Speaking of Keith though, he's before he got sick, he was doing a lot of reading and I think he's already like on book four in his Witcher series. So he's like really getting into it. I'm like so happy for him. I'm so happy too. That makes me just like so excited that he's like found a series that he's that into. I know. He has definitely outread me. Because, uh, like, I honestly, I have completely honest, I, you know, every week I would come on here and be like, oh, I'm reading this book and this audiobook and this book and this book. I have none to tell you about except for our book club book. I have, like, I haven't read anything. I just haven't had, like, I don't know, the energy or the mentality. And again, I'm blaming COVID for this. And I, I haven't listened to my audiobooks when I'm, when I'm in the car. And I'm just like, I'm a little upset because I love to read and I want to read. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? I'm just gonna have to start making myself read, get back into it. I don't know. Like I still have to read that third book from Blood and Ash. How long have I been talking about that book? I've been talking about that books for so long. I need to finish it. <laughs> You were also impacted by a global pandemic, Bestie. It's true. some credit. But I have so many books from Christmas that I want to read and all those romance books. And I'm like, there's just not enough time. The good news is, though, too, is like with summer is coming around the corner. Yes. You know, you'll have all these books that you can like sit outside on a nice summer morning and just, you know, dive into them, too. My TBR just got way too out of control. That's the problem is I kept buying and buying and buying. And now I'm like, I don't have time to read these books and I want to read them all, but I can't. I can't read them all at the same time. I don't know. They're there for you, though, whenever you are ready. They are there. They're there when I'm ready. I haven't bought a book in a long time. Every time we go to the bookstore, I'm like, nope, nope, you don't need it. You don't need it. You've got so many on that shelf. Nope, nope, nope. And I have so many. My Kindle Unlimited, I've got, like, so many downloaded there ready for me. I'm like, just stop. Nope. Like, you are fine. You are fine. Like, you can't even get through, like, the ones that you're trying to read now. Like, no. I'll get back into it. I'm gonna, that's my flex, man. That's my flex is that I can read all of these books. <laughs> you, that is definitely like one of your big flexes. And even like now my husband says that to you all the time too. He's always like, Sarah could outread anybody. I, I really could. I could. No, 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 no. There's people out there that I'm just like, whoa, that is amazing. <laughs> like I, I'm just like in awe of how like quickly they can read. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so that was my week. Um, trying to think of anything else exciting. Not really. Everyone's good. Family's good. Family's great. Um, I finally feel good. Today was kind of like that first day where just nothing really felt bad. I even like I was having some trouble like breathing. Oh my gosh. Like with COVID. Yeah. Like I just, like I said, I just found myself getting exhausted. Even just like walking. I just found myself kind of stopping. My chest would get real tight. But talking with a bunch of people, they're just like, they all experienced the same thing after COVID. Um, And so I started sleeping like with a humidifier. And today I really didn't catch myself feeling out of breath. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is done and over with. Like, finally. Yeah. (laughs) So hopefully that's it. But, um, but yeah. All right. So, your turn because you had a very exciting weekend 
so I did. <laughs> so I've experienced, I think, every single possible temperature and climate that is possible for one to experience in the state Wait, of like are you in days. Texas? What? what? <laughs> so bestie. So well, first, like rewind up until like probably 15 minutes right before we started this podcast recording. Um, my husband and I, we just pulled into the, well, we didn't even get to pull into the driveway because oh we came back to probably like a four foot wall of snow. I was actually worried. I was like, I hope she can get back home. Like, I hope they can yeah. fly back. Thankfully, we were able to get back and the roads themselves were actually really okay today when we were driving back from the airport. But right in front of our house, like where all the snow plows pushed all the snow, there was like a wall. And then so we couldn't get the truck into the driveway. And then we had to basically walk through like three feet of snow up to the house. But it was okay. It was kind of a fun. I felt like I was like, I don't know, just like I haven't seen snow like that in forever (laughs) wow so yes that was a little bit cold a little bit cold I do have different socks on now Um, (laughs) but before that we actually got to go to Florida so it was so nice just to get away from the cold for just a couple of days Um, actually this weekend in Florida they said it was one of their coldest weekends too so it was a little bit chilly there compared to I think what Floridians are used to but it was nice for us to not have snow for a couple days and just to see some sunshine and it was just such a nice couple days so it was wonderful (laughs) oh wow that's awesome yeah so that was the highlight of my week just going to Florida we didn't really go anywhere once we were there we just kind of drove around and we visited just a couple of beaches and stuff like that but other than that it was just very relaxing which I felt like was kind of the best feeling yeah and then you got to get away from the snow <laughs> exactly <laughs> we perfect time we missed the blizzard <laughs> me too oh man speaking of snow and blizzards this week it's happening <laughs> you're getting snow I'm getting snow. Really? I'm, I'm getting snow. Yes. I I doubt we'll be at school Thursday and Friday. I doubt it. Wednesday, I think we'll be at school. I think it's going to start like Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening. Um, getting like some sleet and some snow. Mix. They're saying maybe between 6 to 12 inches, just depending where, like, where you are. So I'm thinking Wichita Falls. I'm not sure. I don't think we'll get, like, 12 inches of snow, but maybe, like, 6? I don't know. 6 inches. Yes. So it's going to be, like, like, hopefully, hopefully not, like, how it was last, last February when people went. I was so worried about you. Like, days without electricity. I was one of those unfortunate ones that went, like, say it was like 50 plus straight hours without any electricity and it was I mean you know inside the house you could see your breath like it was that cold it was oh it was awful um yeah that was that big Texas that was all around Texas I'm sure people you might have seen it in the news um but yeah so hopefully it won't be like that again I would love the snow like I I want all that but I I don't want to lose power No, because we were sure. not prepared. We were not prepared. Nobody was prepared. That was the thing. Everyone went to the store and stocked up and stocked up their refrigerators and freezers because 
you know, nobody was expecting power outages like right. that, you know, statewide. So now this time around, we're like, all right, make sure we have the non-perishable foods as well. And the stuff that doesn't need to be like kept cold or heated up and you can just eat it. Like I, th- we, I think we did a pretty good job stocking up on that yesterday. So and we're ready. Guys- do you have like things like logs and stuff for your fireplace this time yes we have plenty of firewood now like i remember because we didn't have any firewood we or no no we had a little bit but it lasted you know just an evening and then we were done this the last time last year um and i remember one of my um uh parents from one of my students they actually oh my gosh so sweet it was two of them two of the families um and they were really good friends they were like just texting me and like are you okay do you need anything because they were able to get out because they had like one of the big trucks that could drive in the snow and the ice and they were out going around town delivering like firewood to people and i was like we need firewood like we really need it and they came and they brought us so much and i was just oh my gosh it was just so amazing and uh luckily that night or that day the power had come back so we still have all of that firewood stored from last year oh, we had touched and so we're like okay yes we are we are ready you are ready for- i am oh. ready <laughs> i'm so glad because i just remember like weren't or wasn't there at one point last last time that happened that you were almost considering having to go to your parents and like oh walk we had there? to we had to leave oh. yeah and i'm no we couldn't walk we would have frozen to death no <laughs> but, okay. but I mean, we could, you were there's no way we could have walked but we barely made it there in, in the truck we were scared you know that we would get stuck and actually keith's truck did get stuck but thankfully it was already when we were at my parents house um mm-hmm. but yeah we eventually we had to leave because it was just it got too cold and uh like I said, you could you could just like feel you could see your breath. Like we went to sleep that one night. I think we ended up staying. It might have been one or two nights. I can't remember how long. But I woke up and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'm I'm okay. I'm not that I'm not that cold. Um, of course, I was sleeping like in my coats and layers and layers and I had my blankets. And once I got out of bed and started moving, and I was like, oh my gosh, it is so. I mean, it was below freezing in our house, and I was like, we can't do this all day. And I was like, we have the dogs. There's just no way. I'm like, we have to go. We have to try to get to my parents' house. And luckily their power had been kind of going off and on and off and on. We're like, well, it's better there because at least sometimes they have power. And then by the time we got there, it was out, but it came back on and stayed on through the rest of the the little blizzard. So that was fun. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that oh. was, yeah. But, uh, oh man. <laughs> what a adventure. But thankfully everybody was safe. Like yeah. You guys were all safe. I know that was just a crazy time there. I can't believe that was already a year ago. That's so crazy. That is crazy. Again, hoping that doesn't happen. I think it should only be for like Thursday, Friday. I think by Saturday, the sun should be out. It should melt, start melting everything away. So hopefully it's just the snow, the fun snow, where we can all just stay inside and bundle up and keep our power on. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, yeah, I will that's exciting that you're going to get snow. So I can't wait to see how much you actually get. I'm really happy that you're prepared this time. And I hope our snow kind of continues to melt over the next couple of days because I'm ready for some non-snowy weather. Really? I mean, I'm I, craving it. I love it like a couple days. And then like, I'm just like, okay, I just, I would like to be able to go for just a walk, even like a bundled walk, you know, or something. But okay. I, yeah. 
after a couple days i'm like okay i'm done give me the sun give me the sunshine Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think nothing else this week, really. It was just uh, other than that um, over the weekend, which was just so nice. And then, yeah, that was pretty much it. You had a pretty good weekend, though. I mean, that's exciting. I'm so grateful. Yes, it was. It was so nice, bestie. And just the perfect time just to get away from the cold. So I'm so, so thankful. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, should we go into bestie? Did you hear? Yes, let's do it. (laughs) Now it's time for Bestie. Did you hear? Do you have Bessie do you hear this week? I do. There, I'm more so, I just want to like spark the conversation and see what you think about a couple of things that I heard about. <gasps> really? Okay. I think you should go first then. Okay. <laughs> so the first one, and I, you know me, like I'm kind of outside of the entertainment, you know, news world for the most part, uh-huh. but I keep hearing that there's so much rivalry happening with, and I know you love Britney Spears. I know we've talked about Britney Spears on this platform before Yes. Um, and her sister. And do you know what's going on? Bestie, we don't have time. We don't have enough time to to delve and dive into all this. So you did hear though. Oh, bestie. (laughs) I I mean, I I follow Brittany on Insta. I I mean, I keep up with this. I like, I yeah. They're just unfortunately because you you know you hate to see this happen between family, but you know yeah there is um just some bad blood there. Brittany has basically called out her younger sister, Jamie Lynn, as not being there for her um, while she was in that conservatorship and not doing what she could have and just kind of taking advantage of the situation and just overall not being a good sister. You know, I, I only know what, you know, Brittany puts out. You know, she's saying one thing, Jamie Lynn's saying one thing. Nobody except for those two people know, the, you know, the truth. Um, but I am, I am Team Brittany. I support Brady to everything, and there's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just a lot. It's just, there's just a lot going on, and I think one of the things that Brittany is upset about is, you know, Jamie Lynn just wrote a book, and I guess she kind of maybe mentioned stuff about Brittany. I haven't read the book. I haven't really looked into it. I honestly don't really have any desire to, but I think it's like a memoir, so, um, and, uh, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of stuff that Brittany's, like, calling her out for, or saying she's lying about, and... Jamie Lynn's kind of saying the same thing about Brittany and it's just a big old mess. It's a big old mess. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, so that was just one. I was so curious to see like if you, I I knew you probably had heard, (laughs) but I was like, what is happening? Because I was so excited. Like we talked about whenever, you know, she was freed from the conservatorship and then just seeing that there was more things happening. I just was hoping for like a peaceful period for Brittany, (laughs) just a a nice time. Like, yeah, I mean, she does seem to be living like her best life now and I'm so happy for her. But yeah, it just seems like there's just some stuff in her family that she feels like they did that wronged her and you know I'm just I'm happy she's speaking her truth and you know I think I think the truth will all come out I mean I'm sure that lawyers are involved and you know if somebody did do something to hurt her 
you know, hopefully they will be held accountable, like, as far as, like, the law extends, you know, like, right. I think there's stuff about, like, about her father, like, taking advantage of her, maybe doing some illegal stuff. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I want the best. I want the best for Brittany. Me too. Me too. Well, yeah, so that was one of the things I was curious about if you heard. And then the second thing, I, again, just with traveling and stuff, I don't have the full picture, but I was just curious to know your thoughts. Um one of I guess the most successful podcasters out there and I've never listened to his podcast so I can't speak to him or you know his platform but I've read that Joe Rogan is getting a lot of controversial media and just things at this moment because I guess he had somebody on his platform who was I guess misrepresenting factual information about COVID I didn't know if you heard about that and I was curious to know what your thoughts were from like the leading podcaster. All right. So this is interesting because this is actually one of my bestie did you hear. So So I'll go ahead and bestie did you hear Neil Young and Joni Mitchell have asked Spotify to remove all their music from from their streaming service. This comes after Neil Young published an open letter to Spotify to Spotify expressing his concern with the misinformation being spread on the podcast, the Joe Rogan experience concerning COVID-19 and vaccinations. I guess Rogan himself and guests that he's had on his show are spreading, I mean, misinformation. I think about vaccines. I think they, one of the things I read was they were encouraging children not to get the vaccine and offering up alternate um, ways to fight COVID-19 and just I said, some concerning things. There was also an open letter from 270 members of the scientific and medical communities um, that also expressed their concern over Rogan's massive platform. You know, he has so many people that listen to this show. And so they're like, you know, these people are hearing these things and they're wrong and they're not safe and they're going to hurt or potentially kill a bunch of people. Um, And they are holding Spotify responsible for what Rogan and his guests have said on the show. Like they are saying, you know, Spotify, this is your responsibility to to kind of, uh, I don't know, you know, take, just taking responsibility for what he's saying, you know, that you're, you're putting it out there on your platform. And his podcast is all, it's like exclusively with Spotify. Nobody else. They have a deal. I can't remember what the, the number amount was, but it was a crazy amount of money for Joe Rogan to exclusively have his podcast on Spotify. Um, so yeah, so people are, you know, pulling away and it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a tricky situation. I think Spotify is going to be in a tough situation and I, I can see more people maybe removing their music too. Like, I don't think this is the end with just these two. I don't think so either. And I did see one response from Spotify <clears throat> saying that basically Spotify was going to start having like an advisory whenever certain podcast or, you know, any kind of information like that is being divulged that kind of points people towards more data-driven facts. Mm-hmm. But yes, I think you're right. I think there's going to be a lot of additional people coming forward who are going to feel a certain way about this. And I even saw... I know you love, uh, you know, Meghan Markle and everything like that, but I think she even came out with something today too, just saying, you know, we can't share this kind of statements with people because it's just, there's all too real consequences about COVID. Exactly. Like, do you remember when Trump 
said something about like the bleach or whatever and weren't people like injecting themselves with bleach this was like at the beginning of the pandemic oh don't like, tell me that yes oh like they were injecting no. themselves with bleach because no. he was like yeah bleach like bleach it would kill it like guys and because you know yes the majority of people aren't going to inject themselves with bleach but there are people out there that uh, that they do they they, they just take everything so literally and they just have this undying trust in somebody and you know that's what donald trump is to a lot of people you know they like they like worship him and just take his word for 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 fact and yes there were people who were like injecting themselves with bleach like household so it's just it's you know it's scary like words do you know can matter to somebody maybe not the majority of listeners but even if it's just one like that's just one too many and i mean just uh, you know i don't know it's just it's crazy i agree too and i think when you have a platform especially to the magnitude that he has a platform you're touching and reaching so many people all ages and everywhere and you just have such a responsibility i think to really really consider all facts before trying to make any sort of a statement mm-hmm. so yeah i'm i'm glad you heard about this too because i was just really interested whenever i heard that even though again i i don't know a lot about you know him personally so. yeah he's yeah keith keith actually loves dog and he listens to him i don't know that he loves like that stuff but like you know he listens to his podcast all the time i mean he's a it's a very popular podcast people listen to it all the time it's not like he has he always has like these guests that are spewing this stuff like he's had people on there that i would probably listen to and things like that but like but he's also sharing this stuff which is not okay like yeah. it's, it's harmful um but but yeah also i did see you you know who james blunt is Yes, you're beautiful, right? Yes, yes. I knew you would because I, I had it feel. I was like, I'm pretty sure like Amanda like loved James Blunt back I in the day. Like I think you even made day. me like a CD of James Blunt. <laughs> I'm almost positive you made me a CD of James Blunt. Um, he actually he was being kind of funny on Twitter. He threatened to start making new music if Spotify didn't <laughs> do something about Joe <laughs> experience. That is hilarious. Oh my. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, but kudos yeah. to him to like, or, you know, just for like, I don't know. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Well, yeah. So that was my bestie. Did you hear? I'm just kind of coming up from, you know, vacation mode. So just trying to catch up on the world. And those were the two things that I just kept seeing like pop up on. I feel like yeah. all of my social media, I always get like those like spam things, but these are like reoccurring. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, well, that would be great. Okay. Well, then I just have one left. Um, so, Bestie, did you hear uh, a Tennessee school district has banned a graphic novel about the Holocaust? The novel is entitled Maws. I, I, it's M-A-U-S. I'm not sure how else you would pronounce that. Maz. 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 And it was written by Art Spiegelman. Um, Spiegelman said he felt jaw-dropping disbelief when learning of the decision. He said that this has been used in schools for a very long time, usually from middle school on up. Maz, which won the Pulitzer Prize in 1992, tells the story of his relationship with his father, a Holocaust survivor, and it depicts Jews as mice and Nazis as cats. 
the school board voted unanimously to remove the book and replace it with an alternative, but one had not been decided upon at the time of the vote. So I don't know. I haven't actually gone back and looked yet, but I don't think there's an alternative chosen yet to replace it. Um, the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum tweeted out saying, Moz has played a vital role in educating about the Holocaust through sharing detailed and personal experiences of victims and survivors. Teaching about the Holocaust using books like Moz can inspire students to think critically about the past and their own roles and responsibilities today. The board said that students should learn about the Holocaust, but Moz is the wrong book. Um, at issue, the issues they had with it are that there are eight curse words and the image of a nude woman. The board did discuss censoring the language and image, but ultimately decided upon banning it altogether. Um, Jonathan Pierce, who is the board member who initiated the vote, said, Our children need to know about the Holocaust. They need to understand that there are several pieces go history that shows of history that shows depression or suppression of certain ethnicities. It's not acceptable today. But the wording in this book is in direct conflict of some of our policies. Um, I made a little note right here because of that. I I don't know if he's saying, I mean, obviously curse words would be banned in a school. And you, you know, you're not supposed to use that kind of language. But I feel like, I mean, that's what you're paying your teachers for, like to monitor the class and guide that discussion. And yes, you're going to have these words. and But, you know, you, you tell the kids, okay, yeah, we're coming across this word. And, you know, you just, you talk to them about it responsibly. Like, I don't know. I don't know. No, I completely agree. And, you know, as you know, and I don't think a lot of our listeners probably know this, but I worked as a former English teacher before I got into STEM. And I think you're completely spot on because I feel like as a teacher, it's your responsibility to set that expectation up front with your class. And, you know, anytime that we were going to be reading a book that had any sort of, you know, nuances or language or topics that were difficult, you know, we would always have those conversations before we even started reading and really just kind of set the tone and the expectation, you know, within yeah. our little classroom. And group. like, this is this group discussion, this is happening in this exactly. class, you know, you're not going to go out and use these words in every day. Exactly. Like we're, we're using them in here for the purpose of understanding a situation, a time and a history. A hundred percent. So, um, well, in response, Spiegelman, the author, said that the words are used judiciously and the betrayal of nudity involves the depiction of his mom's suicide, not anything sexual. Um, and and my thought, too, with that, when they're saying, so there was an image of, like, a nude woman, I'm just like, do these people, these board members, do they honestly think that middle, middle, middle school kids and up, do they think that they haven't already seen an image of a naked body? Like, I, I, what are they, what are they shielding them from? Like, I mean, they have eyes, they can see themselves every day. Like they, they know what a body looks like. You know what I mean? It's like he said, it wasn't in a sexual way. They, I'm sure they see the human body in their biology books and they study it. They've certainly seen it on TV and social media. Like, again, it just comes down to, you know, adults and teachers, like educating them and just doing it in a safe controlled setting exactly that's what school's for I 100% agree and I think that I think having those kind of difficult conversations or those you know books that have 
subject matter that's you know has the grounds to have those types of discussions like I think it just pushes students to be able to explore topics that are really important and just have a deeper understanding and like in a safe setting like you said but I definitely think you have to set the groundwork up front before you start to have you know those kind of books being read but I think if you have the right teacher and the right mindset going into it I think that's actually a really good thing yeah I mean and and I'm learning is like they probably whatever I don't know what these words are because I haven't read the book but I'm sure there are words that they're already aware of and they probably already know that they don't say you know that they're not supposed to say or you wouldn't use you know and then going back to like you know the image of the body it's like when you make when you make it like so taboo like that that's just I think that's just so awful like it's a body it's 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 skin it's tissue it's flesh it's like it's not a big deal it's not something that's just so like when you when you ban it like that your your societies had a huge part in this like you know objectifying like women and stuff it's like sorry this is gonna put me off into a whole new tangent like (laughs) this double standard that I've always thought about you know men in the summertime they walk around without their shirts on and nobody says two things like you don't care you don't care and we see their stomach we see their skin we see that I don't know if this is gonna give us an e-rating Amanda you might have to be explicit but we see we see their nipples like you know what they have nipples well we have the exact same thing we just have a little bit of more like freaking like fat and tissue going on there like we have the exact same thing but you know society has made it so taboo and they they have sexualized it over sexualized it. it's like it's a human body like we're all the same like it's just oh it just drives me crazy I have felt that same way forever like I just feel like I don't understand why we I don't know. Well, and I guess too, it's like, it's really, you know, where you live too, because in Europe, you know, it's common for a woman to be topless on a television show that's on a normal, you know, TV time during the day. But, you know, it's just, I think here in our US society, I guess it's just, it is kind of, in my opinion, taboo. And it's kind of disappointing that it is that you it know, is because we're well you're just teaching young girls to be ashamed of their body and we're teaching everybody to be ashamed of their body when it's like come on like really like how can you be offended by somebody's body and I'm not saying everybody needs to go rocking around <laughs> naked everywhere but it's stop making it like it's a bad thing it's not a bad thing my body is not bad no, okay. and I, I know. Oh, I feel like we could have like an entire conversation on this. We definitely could. I just started thinking too. Like, I think all of that, like the taboo way that it's kind of construed and everything like that. Like, it just, I don't know. Then, like, I feel like it just like makes people feel bad about the way that they are, and like yeah. you have to cover up and like, you know. I, I don't know. I want everybody to be comfortable, obviously, like that. But then, like, people are only seeing these, like, model Instagram people, Mm -hmm. like, and stuff. And you just don't have a real sense of what to compare yourself to. I don't know. I don't know. We could talk about this all day. Yeah, we could do a discussion. (laughs) But I just – that's my point about, you know, they want to – they're scared of – they're going to see this image, this one image of her. I'm like, come on. Like, seriously? And I get that. It it does say – so it depicts his mom's suicide again. I haven't seen the image. But – 
these kids are watching movies where people are getting their heads blown off or stuff. Like, you know, they're they're watching movies or TV shows where people are dying, you know? It's not like they've never seen it. I'm sure they've seen stuff like that. I mean, there was that Netflix show, which I know was pretty controversial, but that um, 13 Reasons Why, that dealt with, like, a teenage girl who, like, killed herself because of, like, bullying and stuff like that. I mean, this stuff is out there. You just have to, again, be responsible with it. The grown-ups in their life need to you know talk to them about it and explain it and have this open conversation and like I said in a safe environment yeah and then it'll be fine I 100% agree and I will say too just on a I know you know obviously this is a book club podcast overall so one other book I would just recommend to anybody out there now that we're kind of talking about the holocaust is a book called Night I don't know if you ever read that, Bestie. Um, It's by Ellie Weasel. So he's actually a Holocaust survivor. And it's just this incredible, incredible story and just a testament to his memories, everything that he experienced. And that book, it was life-changing and eye-opening for me. So anybody who's interested in this topic more I highly recommend Night by Ellie Weasel and there's actually also an um, an interview Oprah interviewed him and actually went back with him to you know where he experienced all the Holocaust memories that he talks about in his book and that interview and video is incredible too so those are just really I don't know that's I got off on a tangent but no yeah. that's yo that's awesome yeah I definitely I, I have to send me those again so I can look at that like that's yeah yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, I was going to say, I know I had like a stat to go back to what we were talking about. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, okay. I had like a, let me see. Oh, a statistic. Okay. So according to the American Library Association, the number of attempts to ban school library books was 67% higher last September than in the same month the year before. And the books in question particularly deal with issues of race and LGBTQ identity. Interesting. That is very interesting. It's sad. It's it's kind of sad too. I, uh, I mean, it's no, it's really sad. it's really sad. That's it's be- really sad. <laughs> I don't understand how. Well, that's kind of shocking. You said it's actually it there there are more now being banned or yeah I- yeah it's yeah. That's really sad, especially just with how many movements and just things that I feel like our country has been doing with, you know, trying to support rights in all kinds of aspects. So to be taking steps back like that, that's devastating. Yeah, there was, I don't remember what it was. I can't remember like um, off the top of my head, but I saw a quote by somebody and I can't think if it was and I can't remember the actual quote. But it was basically like the books. Uh, oh, here we go. I found it. Oscar Wilde. The books that the world calls immoral are books that show the world its own shame. And I thought mm. that is that is so true. People want to like he's saying, you know, they need to learn about the Holocaust and everything, but they and they need to learn about history and I think that's the idea you know yes we want them to learn about history but there's also people out there that want the youth today to learn about history in a sugar-coated way and it's like that's just harmful that's more harmful than good I, I know they think maybe they're protecting them from all the horrible gruesome things that have happened 
throughout history, you know, towards people like uh, uh, of different ethnicities and races, but that's just what actually happened. And to keep that from the children today is just wrong. And I, it's harmful. It's harmful. It really is. And I think we've even, I think, talked about that on here a couple times before, too. But I think there's so many cases like that. Like, even with, like, Christopher Columbus and everything. Like, I remember yes. growing up and, like, thinking it was, like, one fluffy situation of people eating pilgrim yes. food. And then, like, to come, I'm in my college class. And then my professor is like, all right, this is going to be controversial. And I'm like, wait, what? Christopher? And then just, like, found out everything. And it's just, you're right. I, I feel like it's more harmful to like not just actually tell the truth. It is. Like this is what happened. This is ex- this is what happened. This is how cruel the world was to certain people and we need to learn about it and know about it so that we don't make the same mistakes and so that they can grow. It's, I think it was in here too I mentioned it. So that they know how to deal with stuff today and how they should act and it's just I, I mean it just blows my mind that people are trying to ban books like this and it makes me sad. It makes me angry. You know what I do love, though, and I will say this, like, I have seen more and more bookstores actually having sections that say, like, banned books. Yes, and libraries, too. Libraries are doing that as well. Yes. And I kind of love it because I feel like it's just like, yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) And if I know anything about kids and teenagers... They're going to seek out the stuff they're saying, no, you can't, you can't yes. read this. They're going <laughs> to seek it out. So. And I'm not saying every single book that's so-called banned, I guess, shouldn't be banned. Like there are definitely things I think that have wrongful information and that are mm-hmm. just completely inappropriate in the sense of just like, I don't know, you know, I, I can't think of some good examples, but. Well, you're not going to have Fifty Shades of Grey in the, in the curriculum or well, the curriculum at any exactly. school library. <laughs> But you know what I mean. I think that these important topics just are not ones that we should shy away from. And I think they just warrant stronger, deeper conversations. And it helps us learn. Yeah, it does. It does. So fascinating one, Bestie. (laughs) So, yeah, I feel like I've done a couple of those. I'm like, y'all, y'all just stop trying to ban these books. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Well, that's all I have. Well, those are great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay, so I think today, I know we've got a lot of, you know, really exciting things happening as far as discussing the final half of our January book. Yes. Um, so do you want to get into that? Yes, let's talk about it. Okay, let's do it. Hi, Bestie. Okay, so for everybody who's been listening and following us along, um, you probably know that we have been choosing one book every single month that we've been focused on for our book club. And we're really excited because here in January, we've been reading Your Second Life Begins When You Realize You Only Have One. Um, And so today, we're actually going to be talking about the last half. We divided it into two sections, the first half of the book and the second half. And so, Bestie, I'm so excited to talk to you about the second half. I know. I'm excited. I didn't know. So are we going to talk about the second half? Did we want to go over Because I didn't realize there was all these discussion questions at the end of the book. 
And when I got to him, I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. So I didn't know if you wanted to just like go over the questions and just talk about the whole book. Did you want to talk about before we do that? Just do like the second part. How'd you want to do it? I think we should actually just dive into the questions because I feel like I've never seen a book that has discussion questions baked into the ending of it. And when I saw that, I was like, this is so cool. I think the only one is I think Velvet was the night when it came with that book club like thing that you could download. Those had questions. So did you have the questions in front of you? Because I do if you don't. I do have them too. Yeah. So we can, however you want to do it. I'm excited. So I say just, let's just go for it. Go ahead and discuss. Are we starting with number, like we're going to go through the top, the whole list, correct? Do you, I was going to say, if you wanted to go, I mean, I know there's quite a few. If you, if you want to just like pick some up, I mean, I don't know. We can see, we can see how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually I'll kind of start in the middle because I feel like we actually discussed some of the first ones in our okay. um, first discussion we had about this. That's so, true. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. So if anybody wants to hear those questions, that's available on our earlier uh, episode. Also, spoiler alert, if you haven't read this book, stop here. Yes, this is the time. This is the time. Um, All right. So let's dive in. So, okay. The first question that I really like that I want to ask you Uh is what would you say are your top three successes in your life and why do you think these achievements mean so much to you and what could you do to create similar success in the next year of your life oh my gosh you start out with like a really tough one hard one I feel like you should answer it first no pressure <laughs> I don't a success okay here how do you measure success I don't know my top three successes getting married, finding the love of my life, getting married, uh, getting a great job, getting a house. I mean, those buying are great. a car, buying a car. <laughs> I know like somebody else is probably gonna be like, what? Those are your successes? No. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, but I think it can be honestly like, and even like we saw in the book, you know, whenever um, Camille is doing this exercise um, with Claude, I think he even mentioned to her, like, you know, what it, it's basically like, what is your definition of success? Like, what yeah. are the things that you look at in your life and you feel proud? And it can be a small moment or it can be a life changing, you know, monumental moment, like you mentioned with getting married to the love of your life. But I think there's yeah. no wrong answer. I think, I mean, I think that's got to be it, you know, just like having the marriage that I have with Keith. Uh, my work with like the kids like I just <laughs> I actually got a such a sweet message uh, the other day from one of my former students from my old school that unfortunately closed down <laughs> and just talking about how their their child like just was talking about me and just remembering stuff from last year and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> I just love that I just I just I love that they remember something that I taught them or just that I was like a a little tiny influence in their life. So, I mean, I think that's that's a huge success. That's a huge success for me. That's one of my successes. It's just like teaching children and I I don't know, like, oh, yeah. (laughs) That is awesome. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. I feel like 
you are such an amazing teacher now and you just work so well with kids now but you also were you know in the formal role that former role that you had too and i have no doubt that you have left a lasting impact on so many kids bestie thank you and then yeah so that was like two i don't know but yeah no i think just being my other success is just being able being able to you know have the the life that I that I like you know being able to you know afford a house that I love it's not the biggest house it's not the nicest house but it's one that you know keeps us safe and we, we love it and it's our home and just being able to provide the things that we need and yeah those are those are my successes what could I do to create similar similar success in the next year of my life I mean just keep working hard that's it. Keep working hard. Keep striving for goals and, you know, reaching out. Putting myself out there, I think that's definitely one. Um, and trying to overcome, like, all those anxieties that I have. I think that was a huge one with the car and driving, doing that. Just kind of like Camille, just going out there and just not caring what anybody thinks and just putting myself out there. And if I mess up, I mess up. Oh, well, I'll try again. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Your turn. Okay, well, those are great. Now I'm like, okay. Um, I don't know. You know what's interesting, though, too, is like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, or I guess before reading this book, like, I've never really, like, thought about this before. And, like, I never really actually took a moment to, like, okay, what are my successes? Like, and really think mm-hmm. about them. But I thought that was interesting of this book, like, just to kind of spark that thought. I don't know if you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But... Okay, so mine, I definitely think, um, so I'll kind of do them in chronological order, but um, first off, it kind of goes back to just teaching and Mm -hmm. when I, you know, just being able to really truly look back on that experience and like you said, just feel like you actually had an opportunity in this world to make a difference in a child's life that hopefully has a lasting impact beyond the year that they were your student. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just such an amazing, amazing feeling. Um, and then I think my second thing would be whenever I, you know, went through the really difficult period of my life um, where, you know, I went through my divorce and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, just really having so much happen at that time in my life, like going through the car accident where I was rear-ended, like yeah. finding out my, you know, the job at, that I had been working at, like the campus was closing, like everything was just kind of happening all at the same time. And coming from that situation, I decided to make a massive life change and packed everything up and moved to Connecticut and bought this two bedroom condo (laughs) that was had things like growing from the floors and was in like this terrible despair state and just, you know, sleeping on a couch while I just literally renovated this entire thing myself. Like it was the most empowering I, I didn't know how to use power tools, you know what I mean? So like <laughs> YouTubing that and like just like just taking on something that I didn't even know if I was capable of taking on. It was such an empowering and life-changing experience because it just made me realize like I can do hard things. I can do hard things by myself and I'm going to be okay. And so that was that was my second thing I, I guess I would say was a success in my mind. Yes. And then lastly, tied into yours too, like, you know, just as most of 
if any of our listeners listen, you know, I did share, like I got married again uh, for the second time this past year. And I just truly feel like I am so blessed to have met my husband and he has the best heart and is just the kindest, kindest man. And just, I am so fortunate and thankful from every part of me to have met him and to get to share life with him. And so I think that to me is like the biggest blessing and success too. I love that. Amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. No, and you really have, like you said, when you went through that time with like your divorce and just all this stuff, you know, kind of happening, like you persevered and you came through just like so much stronger and like, look at you, you're using power tools and like, (laughs) like, you're just amazing. No, that's, that's not like a, that's like a big thing. Like to be able to be able to do that for yourself. I know it sounds like silly and kind of trivial, but like, no, not everybody knows how to use power tools. You can do it. Like, nope, I got that. I can, uh, nope, yeah. <laughs> and I will say, there is a YouTube video for everything. So yes, don't be intimidated. And if the YouTube video isn't clear, if you go to Lowe's or Home Depot, somebody will help guide you through what you need. So. I will never be like, I will never forget whenever I, I, I wanted a picture. My mom had bought me a picture for my dining room at Christmas and uh, I needed it hung up and so my dad was gonna come he was over here and uh, Keith obviously they were working on it and they were like finding the little like using that little stud finder thing or whatever for the wall and um, they were leveling it and I was like no I want to do it they had to you know drill a, a hole in the wall to like get the nail or whatever in there and so I was like let me do it let me do it and so I got up there and I did it it was it was nothing it was two seconds just pushing the little trigger thing and putting it through the wall but I was like yeah look at me <laughs> It's empowering. It's empowering. It? I am woman yeah. here be roar. Like Exactly. Yes, like I am gonna stand that ceiling and yes, I can do it by myself. I did it. Like I drilled the hole in that wall and I hung that picture. <laughs> I love it. And now every time you see it or every time you did see it, like you were probably like, I did that. Honestly. Yeah. Every time I look at it, I'm like, I hung that picture. Yeah. That was me. That was me. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love them so much. I love, uh, that was a fun, yeah, that was a good question. That was a good question. Actually, I wanted to ask one that kind of is like on the other side of that. Um, and it's question five. It says, Claude teaches Camille the theory of small steps, asking her to start by listing out everything she'd like to change in her life. What are the top three things you want to change in your own life? Ooh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. So, well, I'll be honest. Like, as you know, like, I have done a lot of self-work, like therapy and everything like that, like following Mm -hmm. that time in my life. So... I definitely feel like I'm at a point in my life where like I've changed a lot of the things that like I did want to change thankfully but I don't think that process ever ends like continuous growth Um, but I do think let's see three things I'd like to change now I think probably like with COVID and everything happening like I don't feel like I'm actually Sometimes, and I even talk to my husband about this, I, I sometimes like I don't feel like I'm actually making a tangible difference anymore because like I'm not teaching or I'm not working with kids or out volunteering or doing those things that I was able to kind of do before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's something that I want to get better at and find opportunities where I can make a difference just from like a volunteering perspective. Um, 
even with the pandemic. And I'm sure yeah. there's like a million ways and places and people who need help or support right now. So I think it's just, I need to, now that I'm kind of settled into the house and you know, everything kind of in my life is getting more stable in that aspect. I think that I do have more time and I want to make that effort, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. I think my husband and I are actually going to try to do it together. So Carmen and I are going to try to find like some somewhere we can like just, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be or where it's going to be, but just something we can kind of do together. So I think oh, that'll yay. be. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So I think that's my number one thing and definitely something I've kind of had. We've had a lot of talks about here. Um, other things I want to change. Gosh. Um, I think. Another thing probably is just like taking some more time to like try to meditate and just be more mindful. I've tried to meditate and find like calming like strategies and stuff like that so many times. I haven't had a lot of luck with meditation, but I've heard, you know, so many benefits of it and just kind of after like a stressful work day or something like that, I would love to kind of have a way to kind of like center myself if that makes sense better. Usually yeah, I just work out, but I'm like, there's gotta be like, you know, I want to also be able to just like be more in tune. So that, and then gosh, I think if this is going to sound funny, but it's just continuing to, I think just like try to enjoy every day. Like I feel like after having so much change happening, like I definitely feel like I'm in the most stable part of my life that Mm -hmm. I've had in a very, very long time, just like with my relationship and with just feeling secure and safe and loved and all these things all at the same time. And I think just like really being appreciative and mindful of having that love and having that, you know, just... I don't know like it, it I just really want to make sure that I like appreciate every day and live it to the fullest and don't wait till the weekends to try to enjoy the moment yeah know? yeah yeah that was a deep question that was like that, that, that is kind of- deep yeah <laughs> it is but I loved your answers they were so like thoughtful and just like yeah I love it thank you I feel like I kind of like Michael Scotted it like I talked it out and I was trying to hope that I was gonna land but I was like yeah that sometimes happens. I just say things <laughs> and, <laughs> and I hope that I get yes. somewhere yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh. That was a good one. What about you? Uh, Okay. Top three things I want to change in my own life. I think one of them is just getting like my body and spirit and mind, all of it just like healthy. Kind of like you said too. I would love, I've never like meditated or found the time where I could just sit and just like in silence and like think or something. That's just something I felt like I never could do. Like I just couldn't do that. So I think that's something that I would love to be able to do and just be able just to sit for a little bit like in silence, whether it's just like with my thoughts or something, I don't know, breathing techniques. I, yeah, I would maybe like to, to do that as well. Um, so getting kind of like my, and getting like my mind, like clear, I don't know. And then also just like with my body, just with like health wise, I would really like, I'm just, I'm not in the best like shape, honestly, like right now, like this summer I was like killing it, like working out every day, sometimes multiple workouts, but you know, of course I have all that time. Like I, you know, I'm just at home and I just have all the time in the world and then school year starts and I just kind of I lose it and I wish I I really want to keep it all year long going because I know I could just be like so much further now if I had just stuck it out like I just 
I don't know. So I really want to change that. I want to get into that routine where it's just, that's just my life. It's just, I know when I'm coming home from work, I'm doing this exercise or I'm doing this. And I just, I, I really want to make that my lifestyle and just a part of me and a part of my being and not to like, oh, well, I need to exercise today or oh, I need to go to the gym. It's just, it's just a natural thing that I do. Um, and then let's see something else. I, I want, I, I want to be more confident in the way that I approach the world um, and, you know, get out there and, you know, talk to people and not be scared to talk to people and not be scared to go to the grocery store by myself. And, you know, I want to be able to go and not have to have Keith there because I feel like, you know, I need him like a, as a kind of security blanket or something, you know, I want to be able to do things on my own, more things on my own. Um, and yeah I don't know and just stop stop letting the anxiety like control me and just kind of I don't know it'll always be there I think anxiety is one of the things that will always be there but I want to have a better control on it I love those those are those are so good (laughs) I feel like again I felt like maybe I was just Michael Scotting that too I'm like where am I going with this but you got there you got there is this making sense I don't know I was thinking it's funny because I was just thinking about it like in my like I don't know it was like just all happening at once so usually with questions like this when we're talking about it I kind of already have planned out and right now it's just kind of like okay what's my answer I don't know that's what I just did too (laughs) but that was so honest and raw and open and I love those three that you listed and I think that they're all I don't know. They're just like things that you can definitely achieve and like things that you already are taking active steps to do, which is incredible. And yeah, I love those. Yeah. Yay. All right. Next question. That was a good question. That was a good question. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. So I'm curious about this one. So one of the things for our readers, if you have read this book with us, in the final few chapters, um, Claude asks Camille to think back on the past few days in her life, and he asks her, what things would you list in your positive notebook? Um, so I am curious to know, like, what what would you list in your positive Yay! notebook? Yay! I'm so glad you asked this question, because it's the one that I wanted to ask, too. So, um, <laughs> what would I put in my positive notebook? Okay, this is going to sound silly to everyone, but again, for me, it's like a big deal, but not all the time, but a lot of the time, like when we're out, if we're like at a coffee shop or a restaurant, I'll tell Keith what I want to like order and he'll just order it for me when he's ordering his as well. Um, Just again, because I, for some reason, I just get so nervous talking to people. Usually not at like sit down restaurants. For some reason at sit down restaurants, I can, I I have no problem ordering my food, but sometimes he just does it just to be like chivalrous. Um, But like if we're like at a coffee shop or something and we're standing in line, he'll just do all the order for me instead of me saying my own order. Well, we went this weekend and he was like, I guess he had forgot what I was, what I had asked him to get. And so he's like, what did you want? And he just wanted, he just meant me to show him like on the menu and like so that he could repeat it and I just stepped on in there and I just gave my order and then <laughs> like like nothing and Frosty. we went back to the table I know this sounds so silly no, no, like no, no, no. what I like know. giving like an order um and I went back to the table and he just looked at me and said hey I'm proud of you and I was like what because honestly it didn't even click and 
because I, I just said it like he said what do you want and I just started talking like it wasn't like okay I can do this it wasn't like my anxiety like okay you got this just tell him what you want it just it just happened it just happened naturally and so we went, going back to stables like yeah I'm proud of you you did it and I looked at him like what he's like you did it you gave her order I'm like oh oh yeah I did and it was like no big deal. I, I love that it was no big deal. Normally when I do little things like that, when I make a phone call or if I you know, have to talk to somebody, I'm like, it's this big thing and I have to pump myself up. And then at the end, I'm just like, okay, I did it. That was awesome, that's great. And this time it was just like, wait, what? Like, that's not a big deal. Like I did it. Like it, it actually, it wasn't a big deal this time, which is amazing. <laughs> I love that so much. And I'm so proud of you. That is awesome because I know how big of a moment that is. But the fact that like something just kicked in and you just like did it, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and again, and I want to get to the point where these things that are normal for everybody else, for most people, for most people, these are just normal things. I want to get to the point where that's just, that's just me too. It's just a normal thing. And you know, it's just, yeah. So that, that I would put that in my positive notebook. Um, getting that little message from the former parent student or student's parent that's definitely in my positive notebook because I just made me feel like yay I had an effect on somebody okay Um, and I want to say too like for anybody listening Sarah is like so loved by her former students that like I remember vividly like going into oh my goodness what was the name of that super cute uh clothing shop that we uh popped into downtown oh ramble Um, and company yes Yes. and there were there was i think it was two there were two students there i believe if i'm not mistaken (laughs) that recognized you and they were just like like it was like the the movie star just came down the red carpet (laughs) like this is sarah (laughs) and they were so excited and then we went to the farmer's market and there was another student who saw you and was like oh my gosh and so you are amazing bestie (laughs) you i just yeah it was so much fun to see them see you like i was like i'm with i'm Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but you have, you made such a lasting impact and I love that. Yeah. So yeah, those are, those are my positive notebooks. What about you? What are your that positives? Is, those are really good. So I think for me, I think just being able to just feel like super comfortable with my husband as like, just like not having to try to be anything but like my truly authentic self like those little moments I've just truly valued those so much and I know that sounds Mm -hmm. so silly but it's just like being able to just be yourself with somebody is just such a good feeling and I feel that with you too it's like in the sense that like there's nothing that like I'm ashamed of or that you would ever be like oh you know it's just like you know that that unconditional love for somebody in your life that's just like I think that's one thing that I'm very positively focused on and just grateful for because I don't think there's a lot of people that have that mm-hmm. and so I'm really grateful for that and then to just I know in the book it talked about like surroundings and stuff like that so like I've just loved sunsets lately so much and I've always kind of loved sunsets but I think lately I've been trying to just like I don't know, just appreciate them more and just like take little pictures. I'll remember how I felt in those moments. And yeah, that's, I think something that's been kind of like a little bright light, even in the winter time, like the sunset yeah. just kind of makes me feel like, oh, there's beauty. <laughs> so, okay. Question then, cause this kind of leads into the next question where it said, Claude teaches Camille to anchor herself in a positive Ooh. memory. Have you ever tried this ex- exercise before? How do you think it might change your perspective? 
what anchor would you choose for yourself? It kind of sounded like you anchor yourself in that sunset and that picture, things like that. Is that something that you've done before? Do you even realize that you did that? So it's so funny that you asked that because I, when I was reading this book, I was like, I never really realized that like, I never put it into like a verbalization of like, that's what I was doing, but mm -hmm. I do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's so funny that you asked that because I thought about that specifically, but yeah, I think I anchor myself just in sunsets or like specific moments where I'm like on a beach or like in nature and like you know, even just like going to the beach with Carmen, like last summer, like we have so many calming, peaceful memories of just yeah. like seeing this incredible view or having this happy moment. And so I love just being able to like take a picture of that, like wherever I am and just like remember, try to remember like what emotional state I was in whenever mm -hmm. I was there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess, yes, I do that all the time. Yeah, so you've <laughs> do definitely you? done it. I was, I'm thinking about it back right now, and I'm thinking, I don't really think I've ever done this, but then I'm like, you know what, no. I think I have without knowing. Um, and I don't know if it's exactly like an, an exact memory, but whenever I am feeling down or anxious or just like not in the best, I know I do always tend to think about Keith. Like if I'm not like with him for him by myself. Um, I do usually tend to think of, I just, I kind of picture him or picture him like holding me or like, they're just, you know, laying down together, just like cuddling or something. And, uh, you know, it just, it just, it's, it's like, I imagine like I'm, I'm being like, he's holding me, like he's embracing I me. I do that too. Yeah. Carmen. And like, I feel like I could, so I can feel like the being, you know, sometimes when you're, like, you're feeling dead, you just want, you don't want that pressure. You just want to be held and like <laughs> that embracing feeling. And so I'll, I'll imagine that. Um, so I guess, yeah, in a way that's, that's my memory. It's, it's just, it's just being close to Keith. Um, I love that. That keeps I mean, me warm. makes me feel safe. Yeah. So. It's like that secure, like secure nothing's yeah. gonna happen like I think about that all the time too yeah. with Carmen and, I'm just like oh <laughs> yeah and so you know it says how do you think that might change your perspective well obviously so if you're like in a kind of a bad mood or you know I mean I guess that's oh my gosh see this is all making sense this is so therapeutic I know uh, <laughs> I mean I think about that when I'm anxious all the time when I'm worried about something of course I'm thinking about him holding me protecting me or comforting me not necessarily protecting me because I you know like you know, I, I, I can I can take care of myself, but you know, being there for me, supporting me. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, this book. <laughs> we basically just had like a one month therapy session. Thank you, Raphael. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, I love I love that. Okay, so let's, okay, so one thing that I really wanted to ask you too, like, I think this is a great, like, ending question for yeah. their final book, but like, were you surprised with how the novel ended? <laughs> okay. I I, so many thoughts. <laughs> here's the thing. I pride myself, and you can even, you can ask Keith or anybody, I pride myself on being able to figure out the ending of books movies tv like oh i just know how that's gonna end and usually i can call it like i can be like yep that's how it's gonna end and it's true and then i'll be like see i should be writing movies i should be in hollywood i know what these people are thinking i know how they would play it out I, that's that's another one of my flexes 
I knew there was going to be some kind of plot twist here. I knew this ending, there was going to be something, because it's all very mysterious. All, you know, all these meetings with Claude and everything, and all these messages and things like that. I was like, is it going to be some kind of like, he's not even there type thing? It's like this ghost type thing. Is it going to be like, he's like this spirit? I don't know. I did not suspect that it was going to be like a pay it forward type thing that there's no such thing as this, well officially he's not a routineologist I it, I was surprised let's just put it that way I was surprised <laughs> I was shocked <laughs> <laughs> I no, and I think you're totally right like I you are spot on usually with like determining an ending like very quickly so yeah but I think that for me like I was so shocked when I just found out that that was like, he wasn't, he wasn't one. And then my question was like, well, what if like she took out this business loan and followed this man's advice and like things just did not go well. Like, right. But, but that was the thing that remember she didn't get like the bank. Well, I mean, the bank had turned down, the bank had turned down, but it eventually worked out because she kept going. So it's like, maybe it wouldn't have worked out at, at first, but she would have found some other way to, to, I don't know, to continue or, you know, just change it up a bit. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. just, it's, I was shocked. <laughs> I, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the ending that I thought it did get me. That one did get me. <laughs> well, yeah, it definitely got me too. I love that. Like it was a pay it forward thing though. And I love just the thought of like, you know, just the overall message of the book. And I don't know if you read, um, did you read the conversation with, the author that was like at the very very end I, I didn't I didn't read that I didn't I kind of skimmed over like all the terms the routineologist terms but I didn't really read them in like detail yet or anything so. yeah so there was only there was one part that I I wanted to just like touch on on here because there was this interview and this conversation um with Raffaele I, I don't know if it's Raffaele or Raffaele so I'm really apologetic if I'm saying the name wrong but um, basically the interviewer said who what inspired you to write the novel and she said um, I've been carrying Camille's story with me for a long time the book isn't autobiographical but just like Camille I also experienced an important turning point in my life specifically right after my experience working as the creator director of a communication agency in Paris where she was having a rather difficult time and that experience ended up driving her to leave the business world and put herself first and she just decided to take the road less traveled and throw herself into an artistic lifestyle and she said it was less stable but it just felt like it fit and it was her most important life aspiration and so I just I don't know I think it's really neat to kind of see that I think this story can resonate with so many people and everybody goes through hard periods of life. And if we can like pay anything forward or help or lift each other up, like I just, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. It was a great book. I will definitely recommend it like to everyone because I think everyone can find a way to relate to it. Like you said, everybody goes through something in their life. Um, And yeah, I think we we can all kind of just relate to, to that journey. And um, I did have a question. It wasn't from the, the book questions, but I was just curious, what was one of your like, or did you have like a favorite, I guess, I, I mean, what were they, they weren't like missions, but what, what would you say her little quests or things or things that she had to do? Like, yeah, 
I think did you quest have like a favorite, favorite one? Is quest a good one? Or, or like a little a assignment? Yes. Assignments. Okay. Like, what was? Did you have like a favorite assignment of of Camille's? So I did. I actually I loved 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 the one where she had to. Um, I don't know what it was called, but it was like she had to basically like clean up her life and her Uh mind and her space. I thought that was so great because I feel like, I don't know, like I feel like I do that all the time too. Like if I have a clean space and if I have a great environment around me, like I just feel so many positive things. So I just love that challenge. I loved, you know, the importance of just like taking time to prioritize like yourself having a great environment around you and yeah so that I think was my favorite yeah that's awesome I think for me I don't remember like what the assignment was but it it was if she was trying to like reconnect like with her husband so it was probably just like working on her marriage and they yes they did like the she took him for that like um date night at like the when you're reading it you get the sense it's it's a restaurant where it's completely dark like pitch black dark you can't see anything and so you have to experience the food and the drinks I mean it's just you can't see it so you're just experiencing everything through like taste and touch and stuff like that and smell and so it's like heightening but it also brought them like a lot closer and I was like that is just so cool I would love to do something like that and it made me wonder if like places like that exist because that's like the second time I've seen something reference a place like that the first time I ever saw it was in a movie called um when in Rome with Kristen Bell and she goes on like a date with with a guy to a place like that and it's it was so hilarious of course they didn't go that great for them they keep bumping into stuff and everything but I was like does something like that actually exist because that's the second time I've heard about it I'm sure it does somewhere, somehow, some way. Like, I'm sure it does, <laughs> but I love that part too. Oh. I was just, yeah, it was just cool. But, well, awesome. <laughs> well, that was a great read, a good read to start off our year and just kind of get our mindset on, like, I don't know, just having a really great year ahead. Mm-hmm. And do you want to share our February book? Our February book, yes. Okay. Have we already posted it? I didn't we know. Haven't. We no, oh, we haven't. It. No. Oh, okay. I'm excited for this one. <laughs> I think we might have talked about it, but I don't we know. We definitely if we've, like, talked about it. Yeah, but... I don't know if we like posted or anything. Yes, okay. So for February, we are going to be reading The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. I am so excited for this one. It's one that I've seen people talk about on TikTok and uh uh Instagram and people seem to love it. Um, if you're thinking about reading it, you should totally read it with us. Basically, it's this about this young woman who makes this bargain to live forever, but she's cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets. And then I think, you know, it just kind of talks about her life, and then eventually she becomes she comes across, I think, a boy who remembers her like nobody has ever remembered her over like 300 years or so but then some this young man just like I guess recognizes her or, or knows her or remembers her name and it's like how come why what's the catch I don't know 
I'm excited to find out, though. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. A life no one will remember. This is the, the little phrase. A life no one will remember. A story you will never forget. Ooh. Ooh, that just hooks you in. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, it's by V.E. Schwab. Again, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Read along with us. I think this is going to be a good one. Or if you've already read it, you know, just listen to us talk about it and give us your insights as well. Yeah, so. definitely. Oh. I know Kitty. Kitty's read this one, so she's ready to like Ooh, chat good. with us. Yeah, <laughs> give us oh. her insights. So well, exciting! I'm excited to dive into it, and can't wait for our February books, and also for our February arc. So that is coming soon too. So yes. stay tuned. Yes, yes, we will. We do have some special things coming up with a few art reads um, that we're looking forward to sharing with everybody. Um, I was going to say, do we have anything else? I know I did have, I, uh, and I just can't help myself. I don't know if we should do it here. <laughs> we <should. laughs> do we want to dive into a last minute? Just can't help myself. I have, a, and we also did have a question from our BB tribe as well. So. Maybe last two things. I'll, I'll be really quick, but uh, you know, I just can't help myself. But I, I, I cringe. I cringe when I see a rainbow bookshelf. People don't hate me. Don't come for me. And when I, when I, when I say rainbow bookshelf, I mean like when people have their bookshelves and all their books are arranged by color. Oh, me too. It oh, just bothers me. It bothers me. <laughs> and I'm not saying that it's ugly or that it's like anything. If that is your style, go for it. That's awesome. That's you. It's just not what I like to see. It's not It's not pleasing to me aesthetically. <laughs> so look it's at it. Not. It's not. It's really I, oh, I don't know why because it's a rainbow. Rainbows should be like beautiful, but oh, it just, ew. <laughs> I just oh can't. It's so funny. We're gonna get so much heat for this because there are I know. Lots of people who do their they do this. Like I know. And again, great for you. I'm the oddball. I'm the weird one. I'm, it's I'm me. The oddball too. There. No, 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 Bessie. <laughs> I'm right there with you. It's something right. about like, it doesn't feel like it's like it. Took, it feels like it took on something other than a bookshelf at that point. Like, yeah. I just and and then people would probably stare at my bookshelf and be like, oh my gosh what is this unorganized chaos like what no. is this like I because I have just like little random things on my bookshelf I I don't really like they're not in any kind of order or like structure to them they're just on there I do tend to like I keep a series together like on one shelf like you know like the Twilight series is somewhere uh the Bridgerton series they're all stacked together um what else I I don't know what oh the well, the blood and ash ones, those are all together too. Uh, so I, t I do tend to, to put them like that. I also like to do them by author too. They're not necessarily like, the, you know, books that are in the same series, but by the same authors. So like Sylvia Moreno Garcia, she has her own spot on shelf. Uh, Jane Austen has her own little spot. So I will group them together like that. But for the most part, like all my little like uh, rom-com books and stuff like that, they're just all on there, just different ways. And some of them are stacked up like on top of each other. And some of them are like, you know, the typical way, like stacked next to each other. And it's just, it's all a bunch of randomness. I love it. But it works. It works, it works for me. It works for me. <laughs> I love that. I do. I kind of have the same system that you have, but also I kind of also have it grouped by like, 
um, I keep like my collection of like the classics together mm-hmm. and then I have like you know sort of like my nonfiction, and then some of the older like I do have them like in their little groups yeah. but I'm like I know where everything is <laughs> yeah see I wouldn't know that I would know where everything is I, I mean I do because it's Michelle but like I think I guess I might have like classics some classics put together but the thing is they're not not all the classics are on the same shelf so I might have a few classics here and then I have a few classics over on this other shelf so they are grouped together, but they're not all grouped together, if that makes sense. And I think you also have a lot more books than me, so. <laughs> I don't have that much, though. I really don't have that much. Compared to everybody that I see on Instagram, I'm like, I I need to catch up. Because these people have bookshelves where it's just like, you can't even fit any like little objects on their bookshelves because it's just books. Like, that's, <laughs> that is my goal. That is my goal, is to be able to just fill that entire bookshelf with nothing but books. I would That'd love it. Incredible. But I yours to, does look yeah. beautiful. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's it is what it is. <laughs> it's a chaotic mess, but I love it. It's me. Again, please don't hate me. No sh- I mean like no shame if you love the rainbow bookshelf. I know it is a very popular way to to sort your books and that's amazing. That's awesome. Again, it's just not my style. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, let's quickly we can wrap this up we do have one question from the bb tribe um i thought this was really funny because this question came literally like right after we were done with last week's podcast where my i just can't help myself was i don't like book series (laughs) and bookish things like would like to know what is your favorite book series oh (laughs) Well, thank you so much for the question, first of all. Like, we love hearing from you guys. And just for every single question that we get, it always means so much to us. And anytime you comment or leave your, you know, thoughts and stuff on anything that we're doing, it means the world to us. So thank you. It really does. I just, I was like, oh, that is so hilarious. But that's the one that popped up. (laughs) That's the one. I think for me, honestly, I would have to say Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. I think it's the only series that I truly like enjoyed. Yeah. Have you read a lot of series? Or no. Mostly standalones. Mostly standalones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, bookish things. Thank you so much for this question. It's a great question. Um, I definitely, yeah, Harry Potter is up there. That's like one that's just incredible. Um, I've read I've read quite a few series for not for not preferring them I have read a few series I think the one that's kind of coming to mind right now is Bridgerton because those are the ones that I actually like go back and reread I don't think I've gone back and reread like I like Twilight all, all the ones again I I read series more when I was younger and in school and I had a lot of time so that's like you know Divergent Hunger Games Twilight all those and so I, I don't really go back and reread those. I enjoyed them. They're nostalgic to me, but I wouldn't go back and reread them. Um, the Bridgerton ones, though, like, you should see book four. I talk about book four all the time. You should see the physical copy of it. It's, like, so worn down <laughs> the number of times I've reread that book. I actually own it on the e-copy as well. Um, <laughs> but it's, I, yeah, I guess Bridgerton is, like, one of my favorite book series. That's a good one too. Yeah. And I think I just, I didn't even think about that because I haven't read all of them, yeah. but I know you love them and I do have loved everything that I have read. So that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. 
Well, okay, Bookish Things, again, thank you so much for that question. BB Tribe, if you have questions for us, please send them our way. We would love for them to be like book related, but they don't have to be. We will literally, like I'm saying it right here, I will answer pretty much anything as long as it's not going to implicate me in a crime or something, you know, like I'm down for it. <laughs> Ask me if you have a question, you want some advice, I'm here for you. I'm your bestie. Let me know. How can I help you? <laughs> I love that. Yes. And I'm here too. And just like Sarah said, you know, we are so happy to talk about anything and everything that you're curious about. Um, we're the besties. We hope that you never knew you needed. So exactly. I love that. Yes. <laughs> well, bestie and besties have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, so thankful for all of your time and listening and tuning in this week. And we can't wait to talk again next week. Yes. Yeah, stay healthy. Happy reading. Bye besties. Bye, besties. <laughs> Thank you.